0: You're listening to Take to the Skies from World of Warcraft Dragonflight, released on November 28th, 2022, composed by Neil Acree and Jake Lefkowitz. BG Welcome to another episode of BG Mania, a video game music podcast. I, of course, am your host, Brian, and it will be a solo bonus episode for this month. I was going to record this with Kyle, but unfortunately, we weren't able to sit down to do it before he went out of town to go to a music festival in Florida. I hope he's having fun but i still wanted to get this up over the weekend so it is going to be just a solo show real quick if you'd be so kind head on over to apple Podcasts or whichever app you've chosen to listen to us on and drop us a quick rating and a review really does help us out in terms of visibility so that this show continues to grow and remember we are on patreon now as well patreon.com forward slash rpg era check out our tiers see what we're doing and if you feel inclined toss us a couple bucks each month if not, continuing to listen to the episodes as they upload each week works wonders as well. And of course, special shout out to current executive producers Jexx and Zenku. So yeah, we are focusing this month, December 2022, on the latest expansion for World of Warcraft titled Dragonflight. It is the ninth expansion. In a game that is, you know, some may say still going strong, some may say losing steam, but it did come out uh, over, well, actually about a week ago on November 28th, 2022, and is an expansion that lies heavily in something that I really love about Warcraft's lore, and that is the dragon aspects, you know, dealing with the ruby, bronze, green, blue, and black aspects. And you are working alongside a majority of the figureheads of those dragon flights throughout the entire storyline in the zones as you're leveling up, and I'm assuming as the expansion continues to progress over the next two years or so. So how we're gonna do this bonus episode since it is solo and since I don't want to talk more than I have to, I am still dealing with a lot of pain in my mouth before I have a dental operation done. This coming up week actually Uh, It's actually scheduled for Tuesday afternoon, so I'm glad to finally be getting it taken care of, and hopefully I can stop being in such immense pain from time to time. You know, it, it comes and goes, but it's present more than it's not, if that makes sense. So I kind of have to pick and choose when I sit down to record audio and it's been a struggle for the last few weeks as it's gotten worse trying to obviously get things scheduled. I was going to record the max level podcast with Sean earlier in the week on Thursday night, but I was dealing with so much pain that I just I couldn't sit down to do it. So, you know, I'll be glad to get this taken care of. I really will. But the way we're going to do this episode is two blocks. So we're going to do a block of six tracks, and then I'll come back in and talk a little bit about my experience with Dragonflight so far. We'll kick to another block of six, and then I'll come back and close the show out. So, you know, there will be some talking there in the middle, but pretty standard for when it's a solo show. We focus more on the music than we do on the discussion And it's a bonus episode anyway. I just wanted to really highlight the excellent soundtrack that is in Dragonflight as I've been playing through. They dropped the entire thing on Spotify and YouTube earlier in the week. I consumed it all relatively quickly. I always do whenever a new Warcraft soundtrack comes out. They're always usually really strong. This one in particular is, is quite good. And is making me call back to a lot of the enjoyment I had in listening to the Mists of Pandaria soundtrack back in the day. It has a lot of similar vibes, and I'm really, really digging it. So I'll be back after we listen to these next six tracks to talk about how I've been feeling on the expansion so far. But let's go ahead and kick to the music as of right now. Everything you're going to hear on the episode today is, of course, from World of Warcraft Dragonflight. And it did release on November 28th of 2022 once again. So I'm not going to say that every time. I'm just going to intro the track we're going to listen to and who composed it because I do have a breakdown. So to kick us off in this first block of sick, let's take a listen to The Dragon's Horde composed by David Arkenstone and Jake Lefkowitz. Next up, let's take a listen to Ramparts of Valdrakin," composed by Jake Lefkowitz. Next, we're going to take a listen to Gardens of Unity, composed by Jake Lefkowitz. Coming up next, let's go ahead and listen to Might of the Storm, composed by Glenn Stafford and Catherine Nguyen. Next up, we'll be taking a listen to Blessings of the Aspects, composed by Glenn Stafford. Last up in this block, let's take a listen to Riverbends, composed by Jake Lefkowitz. Bye. Coming back in, we are talking on this bonus episode about World of Warcraft Dragonflight, the ninth expansion to the ever-popular MMORPG that I have been playing more on than off over the last 18 years. I started in 2004. I know I've talked about this before. I've had many stints where, you know, I've done nothing but play Warcraft. There were several years from the release of Wrath of the Lich King, up through the end of Legion where I was pretty much a hardcore raider spending a lot of time in the world of Azeroth And I did kind of fall off during the Battle for Azeroth expansion. I didn't play really any of Shadowlands, and I'm now getting back into it for Dragonflight. And I think it's safe to say that I am back in the World of Warcraft mix as of this year, getting really into classic Wrath of the Lich King with Kyle and his friends, and still going strong, still raiding on a weekly basis there, and having an absolute blast. And now back in Dragonflight, I've rejoined up with a friend that I used to raid with in my old team back when I was playing consistently. We're on the Horde side on the Thrall server. And we'll be starting raids with them when they release next week on December 13th. And I'm looking forward to that. I'll be raiding in Retail Warcraft on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I raid in Classic Warcraft on Mondays. And then I try to do a pug run as well later in the week just to get more raiding in in Classic Warcraft. And I'm having a lot of fun. I'm glad that I'm able to sit down and really devote some time and invest myself into this game again because it is something that I really do enjoy I used to always you know look forward to playing and look forward to new content releases and then all the crap happened with Activision Blizzard and Blizzard just themselves going downhill over the last five to six years or so if not longer it was a struggle to really get excited and really enjoy what they were putting out but I am now, and I'm glad because I think Dragonflight has been a positive experience over the last week that I have really, really enjoyed. And I will say, if you are listening to this bonus episode of BG Mania, this discussion is going to be the same discussion that is Featured this coming up week on the Max Level Podcast, I am knocking two birds out with one stone here to try and limit the amount that I have to talk and, you know, cause pain to my jawline, which tends to hurt every time I... Open and close my mouth so i will be combining this discussion for both bg mania and the max level podcast so whether you're listening to this on bg mania for the bonus episode whether you're listening to this on the max level podcast for the normal episode If you've heard it one place, you've already heard it. It's nothing different. It's all going to be the same. If you're listening, obviously, on max level, of course, there is more in this episode outside of this. But if you're listening to BG Mania, you're really going to enjoy the music. And if you're not listening to this on BG Mania, go check out the bonus episode to take a listen to the soundtrack. It's really freaking good. So Dragonflight obviously increases the level cap in Warcraft, which was squished back in the day. It went up to 60 in Shadowlands, and now we are back up to 70 in Dragonflight, and it also introduces the Drakthyr race. They are a race of dragons that players can now choose as their characters, and they start on the um, Forbidden Reach. It's their starting area. And it's actually a really solid storyline that was released in the second wave of the pre-patch back on, I think it was November 15th. I started my Evoker, I leveled him up to 60, and I had every intention of maining the Evoker this expansion. They have two talent trees, which we'll talk more about the talent trees here in a few minutes. But the evokers can play as either devastation, which is their DPS talent tree, or preservation, which is their healing talent tree. And I had every intention of maining an evoker and maining the preservation healing tree because I have been healing in Classic Wrath on my Disc Priest, Discipline Priest, for those that don't know the abbreviation. And I've been absolutely loving it, but evokers have such a unique playstyle ...and are in a kind of a weird spot. Like, they're really good on some fights and not so much on the other... ...where movement is is heavy because they need to have parties or raid groups... ...really stacked up in order to maximize their heals. They have a shorter range window in terms of being able to cast. I think their range is 30 yards, whereas other healers are 40 or more yards... So you really have to be more up close and personal when doing your heals. Their mobility during fights is phenomenal with their, you know, sore and being able to fly to a friend that's in need and pick them up if you wanted to or heal them both if you wanted to. Like their mobility is insane. But I took a look at the team that I will be rating with the guild, I should say, and what everyone was kind of leveling up and where everyone was going to be following in terms of the main characters they would be playing, at least to start the expansion off. And we have several other evokers that are already level 70 before I even really invested in... Any sort of leveling. I did have a hell of a time trying to log on to the server the day the expansion released on the 28th. I was unable to get on. I was one of the ones that was plagued by the world servers are down. I know most of most of the population was as well in World of Warcraft, but there were some that were able to get on. I was not, so I wasn't really able to start leveling. Until late Tuesday night and then on Wednesday, I think I spent some time as well. And by that point, a lot of evokers were already in the midst of, you know, their leveling campaign. So I decided that I would start off by working on my demon hunter which I haven't played since the end of Legion. I did transfer several characters over to Thrall and change them from Alliance to Horde since all of my characters previously were Alliance characters and now half of them, if not more than half of them, are Horde characters. I did transfer my Demon Hunter and I started plowing through and i made it up to level i want to say 64 almost 65 on the demon hunter and then our one of the guys in the team in the guild made a post on the discord server asking for people to kind of you know temporarily sign up for the first raid on december 13th with with which class they would be playing. And, you know, I signed up as DPS. I was going to be playing Havoc on my Demon Hunter. Uh, We have, looks like, tanks covered, so I used to just tank on Vengeance on the Demon Hunter. But I was going to go straight DPS, and after just a couple hours, we had 12 or 13 DPS signed up, two tanks, which is what you want, two tanks, but we only had two healers. And when I initially joined this guild, I was joining as a healer and demon hunters cannot heal. I wasn't working on the evoker, which I was going to heal on so i instead went to my priest and now i have been leveling up the priest over the past three days or so he is now level 68 so he is almost 70 i should have him 70 by tomorrow or tuesday at the absolute latest which will give me a week to grind out some heroic dungeons do some maybe some mythic zeros or something and work on world quests professions reputation renowns and really just try to get the best gear that i can before raids open up on december 13th so i will be healing on my priest i switched my sign up from dps back to heals since that's initially what i was going to do for this guild and this raid team I have been healing some of the leveling dungeons while going through the new zones and the quest lines. I think I'm going to stick with Holy in retail. It seems to be just as strong, if not stronger, in certain areas than Discipline is. Discipline has a very different and unique playstyle on retail as compared to Classic Wrath which is is pretty basic and all about shields. In retail, you really have to ramp up and spread your atonements, and you you have to do a lot of DPS to enemies or bosses in order to make your atonements properly work the way that they should. And for me, someone that is just coming back to retail... And, you know, the classes are so different than they are in Classic Wrath, just kind of easing myself back in. Holy seems to be where I'm having the most fun. I've healed several dungeons now to great success. We haven't died. No one's perished yet. And I really haven't struggled with mana. It's been relatively simple. So I likely will just stick with that for raids for the time being, unless I absolutely need to switch to disc, and then I'll start learning the way that that works on retail. But I'm having fun. Obviously, when I'm questing and leveling, I'm I'm playing the Shadow spec, which is the, the priest's only DPS spec, which I am really, really freaking enjoying. Shadow is so much more fun. retail than it is in classic wrath with your shadowy apparitions and everything that you can do it's a lot of fun i'm having an absolute blast so i likely will off spec uh into dps from time to time for the raids if we have enough healers or you know just kind of for raid finder or something if i just need to for whatever reason jump into that i may do it as dps if if I don't need to heal because I am really enjoying that too. But I'm having fun, man. And I think that the new zones that were introduced in Dragonflight, there are four of them outside of the Forbidden Reach. So the Forbidden Reach, once again, is the Drakthir starting area. You can only go there if you are playing a Drakthir and before you reach level 70. I do not know if it is possible to go back to that zone. I have not tried it. Maybe because there is a new... Um, gameplay mechanic called Dragon Riding. I don't know if you can actually Dragon Ride to the Forbidden Reach after you leave it, but there are four zones in the leveling progression of the Dragon Isles, which is the continent, which is up north about... It's more to the east of Northrend and to the northwest of the um, Eastern Kingdoms, kind of like northwest of where Lordaeron was. So you have the Waking Shores, the Onaran Plains, the Azure Span, and Thaldrossus. And Thaldrossus is the zone that has the new city, the sanctuary, called Valdrakan, which I'm assuming you don't get to until you get to that zone. And I'm not even at that zone yet. So I tend to be a quest completionist when playing through expansions. I tend to try to do everything that I can in a zone before moving on. So by the time I left the Waking Shores, I was already 65, closing, you know, 65 and a half maybe. In Onaran Plains, I got all the way up to 68, and I am still in that zone. Um, I have peaked at the other zones, and I'll talk about why in just a few minutes. I've been through all the zones at this point, but now I am actually questing and leveling, so I'm assuming I will hit Azure Span maybe later tonight, and uh, we'll see what happens but the zones are, are definitely fun they are built for verticality with the new dragon riding gameplay mechanic that i just mentioned a few minutes ago so let's talk about dragon riding i've mentioned it a few times now so dragon riding is the new mount system that you have in world of warcraft Dragonflight. obviously fans of the series know that you have ground mounts and flying mounts ground mounts Tend to, you know, be what everyone uses once a new expansion releases because flying doesn't usually get released until later on and you have to do a Pathfinder achievement quest chain or something in order to unlock flying in the new zones but here in Dragonflight, they introduce something different called Dragon Riding which you get shortly after starting The Waking Shores. It's just a couple quest chains in and you'll get access to your Proto Drake and it does have customization options you are able to change a lot of things about about it But in order to change things, you do have to unlock those customization options, which you do by doing quest chains or achievements or various things throughout the world, which I think is really cool and adds a lot of replayability and customization to your proto drake. But this drake can go at 810% of the speed, which normal, like regular fast flying mounts normally fly at 310% of speed. So this is almost triple what a flying mount generally does. And you have the ability to fly around these new zones at warp speed, basically. And it's just pretty incredible how this was decided on. But the cool thing about dragon riding is that you have a talent tree for your proto drake and in order to level up your proto drake you have to fly around the dragon isles so all four zones and collect these dragon glyphs which are sometimes hidden sometimes they are very high up. Sometimes they might be really low, but you have to fly through them on your drake in order to get access to the glyph, and then you can spend those dragon glyphs on talent points within your dragon riding tree. And after you unlock your proto drake, it is very beneficial to spend roughly an hour to an hour and a half. I think it took me right around an hour and a half to fly around to all the various zones and fly through all of the dragon glyphs in order to fully max out my dragon riding talent tree. It's very beneficial because it will make leveling quicker. You'll get access to when you first start out, you only have like three energy bubbles. I don't know really what they're called, but they're little, um, speed boosts, right? Think carrots in the legend of Zelda or something like that. When you're, when you're on your horse on a Pona, um, You can use these boosts or energy bubbles, and as you're going at fast speeds, they will slowly regenerate. You start with three at the end of the tier, you can take that up to six, and you can make it to where the recharge of those bubbles gets shorter as you're moving at high speeds so flying around the zones becomes relatively quick and easy once you get six and once you have all of the talents unlocked for dragon riding so i definitely recommend it if you are just starting out or or if you haven't done it yet and you have been leveling maybe spend an hour or so to finish collecting the glyphs that you do not have yet it will make your life so much easier trust me Um, but it's just a really cool system and the entire expansion the entire zones have been designed around this idea that players are mounting while questing and flying at breakneck speeds so there has been a lot of verticality built into the landscape in terms of cliffs and mountains and quest hubs and different things to find in areas where they normally wouldn't be planted because Blizzard knows players aren't going to go up there for whatever reason now they are Um, some of these sanctuaries and like the shrines for the for the dragon aspects are very, very tall and very high up as you would expect for a dragon race. So the aesthetic is just super freaking cool. And it might be you know, I always say that Mists of Pandaria is one of my favorite World of Warcraft expansions due to the aesthetics of the zones and the lore that was going in and and how it relied heavily on Japanese architecture and that kind of stuff. And I think Dragonflight is going to be right up there for me in terms of one of my favorite expansions in terms of aesthetic and just the way everything looks and feels. Wrath of the Lich King is another one, which is why I'm enjoying Classic Wrath again so much. I I really enjoy the aesthetic of Northrend. So I'm just, you know, I'm glad, man. This is long overdue. It's been long overdue for Blizzard to release an expansion that players latched onto and just really had positive reception around everything that I've been seeing and of course there's going to be trolls and of course there's going to be people that just do not like whatever it is Blizzard is doing but if you give it a fair chance and a fair shake this is a really Really solid expansion with a lot of solid ideas that could take World of Warcraft well into the future. Hopefully, you know, several expansions worth of content that they could develop after this with some of the new ideas that they've started here in Dragonflight. I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do. I did mention I was kind of healing in some of the starting dungeons, the leveling dungeons, which would be like the Ruby Life Pools or the No Grid Offensive or Brackenhide Hollow. The dungeons have been... The ones that I've been in... I haven't been in all the dungeons yet, unfortunately. But the ones that I have been in have been relatively quick and easy which is sort of what you want in a dungeon especially when leveling up you don't want to spend an hour plus in there or even longer some of these lengthier dungeons that blizzard releases throughout the life cycle of an expansion like the um, you know returning to Karazhan and things like that where you have eight or twelve bosses as a dungeon they take so long to get through you know ruby life pools for example has three bosses and it doesn't hardly take any time to get through it it's just it's nice and the, of course the aesthetic and the, the actual way that the dungeons look feel really nice so I have been enjoying that I'm really really looking forward to seeing what the raids look like I don't even a vault of the incarnates I think I might be remembering it incorrectly, but I believe that's what the first raid is called that comes out on Tuesday the 13th. I'm really looking forward to seeing what that looks like. I tried not to spoil myself in terms of the aesthetic and the vibe, but of course I do know the bosses that are in there, because I come prepared for raids, so I do need to know, as a healer, what's going to be happening on these fights, so I know when best to save my cooldowns for spiked damages and and things like that, so... But in terms of everything else, I've tried to stay spoiler free, and I'm hoping I can continue to do that up until we step foot into the raid next Tuesday. Now another thing that Blizzard really overhauled for Dragonflight has been the profession system. Professions used to be an afterthought more or less. You know, you would obviously use them to craft Dark noon Fair cards or gear or whatever, right? I mean every every profession had something that it was beneficial for. But now, in Dragonflight, it's almost It's kind of a mix between the way professions used to be and the way that garrisons handled professions back during Warlords of Draenor. So in order to craft items, you need to be at a crafting table and the professions themselves are more in-depth now and they are more tied to your character and tied to your progression so you can actually i i think you can even level up by doing professions but you know you have the work order system again to an extent and being able to really change the way that you go about your professions and the way that you craft things right because now you even have like profession tools To where you can equip them onto your spell book inside of the profession window in order to get more, you know, eye levels out of a piece of gear or better equipment quality, whatever, whatever the case may be. There are a lot of customization options for professions now, too, and those that really didn't lean heavily into professions before have a much like a a greater need to do so now. If that makes sense, right? You you really want to rely on the professions and really devote some time to them. So on my priest, which was a new character that I that I took up to sixty during the pre patch, and um, you know really didn't invest much on the professions because I knew that dragonflight would be changing a lot of things about professions. I've now since picked up my professions while leveling. I'm I'm kind of focusing on tailoring, which is a pretty classic priest. Profession—it's what I have in in Classic Wrath of the Lich King as well. But I'm also working on Inscription, which has been a lot of fun. So professions have been really cool. Um, what else is there in, in Dragonflight that I don't think I've talked upon yet? Uh, the talent trees—I know I've mentioned the talent trees. We may have mentioned the talent trees when um, Kyle and I sat down to record the episode for Wrath of the Lich King Classic back in the day, a couple weeks ago or months ago or whatever it was. I don't know that we did. I know we've talked about the talent tree overhaul on the max level podcast, but talent trees are much more in depth now with a lot of different paths you can follow. You have a class specific talent tree on the left hand side. So your priest, your demon hunter, evoker, mage, whatever, like they have a talent tree specifically for that. And then whatever spec you are also has its own talent tree on the right-hand side. That'll get stronger as you go into it, obviously. And starting at level 10 up through max level, each level you get will rotate. You know, you'll get one for your priest and one for your shadow, then one for your priest, then one for your shadow. So they kind of split it that way. And it's really cool because a lot of abilities that used to be locked to certain specs can now be talented into if you go that route on the talent tree there are some pretty unique builds that can be built to really take advantage of a lot of spells and combinations that just weren't possible before so that's been really cool to see as well and getting to play around with to see exactly what you can come up with in order for you know in order to take advantage of each situation in each encounter that's been really cool Um, And the only other thing that I've noticed so far, and there may be other things, obviously, you know, I I am not even level 70 yet. I have not begun working on end game and grinding for gear and and grinding everything else. But the only other thing that I that I really want to touch on before we get back to the music, if you are listening to BG Mania or before we move on, if you're listening to Max Level, is the way that Blizzard has changed the reputation grind so as you are leveling through the four starting zones you will encounter different factions as you usually do in a warcraft expansion to where you know it used to be you would start at neutral then go to friendly then honored then revered, then exalted and each time you got a new um you know status with the faction you'd be able to get more rewards from their quartermaster and now there is a renown system in Dragonflight. So you start out at or you start out at renown 1, and as you do quests or dailies or world quests or whatever for the different factions, you increase in renown and you go up to 25 for the four major factions that have been introduced so far. And each time you go up in renown, you will unlock something, whether it is a customization option for your proto drake, or the ability to have something unique for the zone that the faction resides in, the ability to continue the campaign for each faction, because each faction has its own specific quest line that you know is kind of gated behind the reputation renown. So, you know, for example, the the centaurs in On, uh, the Onar in plains. They have these things called hunts, grand hunts, and as you get further into the renowned system, you are able to, you know, unlock more quests in that regard and then unlock the way that, you know, the centaurs themselves look as they're accompanying you around the zone, which is really cool. And as you go up in Renown, of course, more rewards will unlock from the quartermasters that you can purchase, such as gear or mounts or pets or toys or whatever the case may be. And what's really cool about that is that it seems that these rewards are unlocked via a unique currency found in Dragonflight. ...called Dragon Isle Supplies, which you get out in the world. I'm assuming you'll get them from world quests. I haven't unlocked world WorldQuest yet, so I don't know. But I have been just finding a lot out in the world in treasure chests... ...by killing enemies, by doing quests, by finding rare loot. I think I have over 300 Dragon Isle Supplies so far. I'm not sure how much some of these things are going to cost. I imagine they will be quite pricey, because that's just generally what happens but um it's it's been a nice change and one that i think has made me appreciate reputations more i used to freaking hate the reputation grind i have i was looking at my achievements so there are a plethora of factions in warcraft probably i would guess more than Probably around maybe 90 or so, maybe even more than that. And sitting right now in my achievement list, I have 69 factions at Exalted throughout the lifespan of World of Warcraft. And that's talking all nine expansions, including Dragonflight. So we're talking Classic, you know, uh, Burning Crusade, Wrath of the Lich King, Cataclysm. I think I said Cataclysm, but I meant Cataclysm, Mist of Pandaria, uh, Warlords of Draenor, Legion, Battle for Azeroth, Shadowlands, and now Dragonflight. There are just so many factions. Uh, I have 69 out of 70 for the next achievement. I don't even know how many there are. There may even be more than 100, Freak. I don't know. But um, it's, it's always such a grind. It's such a slog working on Exalted reputations, especially because quest chains generally only take you up to maybe the start of Revered. And then you have to either grind World Quests or grind Dailies or grind Enemies or whatever the case may be to get to Exalted And that's just never an aspect of the game that I found fun or enjoyed. So changing it to this renowned system and and tying it more to quests, tying it more to unlockable things that change in the world, I think has been a positive experience for me. I'm looking forward to seeing what factions they add throughout this expansion. And I'm honestly looking forward to seeing what they just add in general. To Dragonflight. There is a, a couple mountains over off the western coast of Dragon Isles that looks like it could be become like a new area or zone in the future, maybe change something about it. I don't really know what'll happen. Um I'm just looking forward to seeing where Blizzard takes this one. And more importantly, I'm looking forward to see where Blizzard takes not only retail Warcraft, but Classic Warcraft as well. Obviously, there have been those surveys going out about Cataclysm Classic. I still am in the camp that I would love to see Blizzard do something new with World of Warcraft Classic and take it in a completely different direction with a new expansion that did not release in retail just to give separation between the two games because they really are two games at this point. Like now that I am fully invested in Classic Wrath and Retail Dragonflight, these are two separate, very different games. Classic is more your classic experience, of course, and in the way Warcraft was back in the day. Retail is a much more modern, user-friendly, newcomer-friendly experience to the MMORPG genre. And I I think that there is room for both, and I think that there is room for them to exist as, as separate entities. And releasing an expansion that never came out on retail would add such a cool and kind of different dynamic to classic Warcraft. I think it would bring a lot of people into classic Warcraft because people crave new content, whether it's, you know, in retail or classic. People are always craving something new. So if you release something that is brand new, that has never been played before, I think the perception would be extremely positive. I just don't know if they'll do that. And I'm very curious to see what Blizzard will decide to do in order for the retail storyline to continue after Dragonflight. Obviously, we know nothing about how Dragonflight is going to end, what will be the ultimate conclusion to this expansion. But there are, of course, still so many crazy cool things that we could explore in the future on retail i still would love to see an expansion devoted to the void lords which we've been kind of ignored now for a few expansions i think that would be a lot of fun um i'm enjoying it man i think dragonflight is a fantastic expansion i'm really looking forward to spending time with my raid team on thrall going through all the different raids trying to get aspect of the or ahead of the curve achievements I doubt we'll dip our toes in into Mythic Rage too much, but if we did, I would be down for that as well. I'm just, you know, I, I'm having fun, and in a time where I, I've noticed myself playing less games, you know, there was a time, especially after Level Down Games and RPG Era first started, that I was trying to basically play every new release as it came out. We were pumping out reviews left and right over on RPGera.com, and, and now with my job being so involved and, and me being so exhausted after work and You know, not having a lot of time to do anything. I have really been cutting down on the amount of games that I have been playing and really just focusing on things that I enjoy more than anything else, which is why, you know, I played through God of War Ragnarok so fast. I was really looking forward to that. So I think for the time being, and maybe even just going forward, unless things change in my life or, you know, these things, the podcasts and everything, the content creation really takes off to where this becomes the main focus again. I'm likely just going to be focusing on games that I that I just want to play and that I really enjoy instead of trying to play through everything even if it's a bad game or an average game. Like I just don't want to waste my time on something that is not extremely fun, if that makes sense. So Warcraft is always gonna be up there for me in terms of something that I will go back to. Obviously like the Sony first party games, I will always gravitate toward. Microsoft is going to provide a lot of enjoyment for me still with Game Pass editions and their first-party lineup, of course, Nintendo first-party games, but then we we always come back to the tried-and-true JRPG genre that I tend to play more than anything else, and, and that's probably where my heart's going to lie for the time being. I can't imagine I will put a lot of time into some of these games that I just don't care about much like I was really looking forward to the Callisto protocol and then the reviews came out they were pretty lackluster Justin bought it really didn't enjoy it much already refunded it on Steam didn't even put two hours into it before he decided that it just wasn't for him Um, I rented Callisto Protocol from Gamefly. I'm going to jump into it myself. I'll see if I enjoy it. But if I don't, I'm going to send it back. Like, I just don't have the desire to put even 5 to 10 hours into a game that I just am not 100% enjoying. I will gladly put 100 hours into a game that I am really enjoying. But if it's not that I'm enjoying it, I I just won't do it. So, kind of changing the way... And my, my viewpoint on how I play games as I get a little bit older and as I take on more responsibilities at my work and, you know, just running out of time to do everything. The podcasts have been going really strong once again, uploading when they should. So, you know, it is what it is. But wow, I, w- I really didn't expect to talk that long. So hopefully you guys enjoyed my first impressions and my first takes on the way dragonflight has been treating me i'm sure i will have more to say on it as the weeks and months progress if you are interested make sure you tune in to the max level podcast where i will likely continue this discussion in the future but for now we are going to kick back to the music and we will go to our next block of six tracks kicking things off with ember flow from world of warcraft dragonflight again released on november 28th 2022 This one was composed by Jake Lefkowitz, but before we kick to the music, let's hear a little brief message from our friend Kyle and the Media Files. This is Kyle, and one day you can be too. Every Friday, I host what is soon to be your favorite podcast the media files me and one of my best friends talk about pop culture happening so that you don't look like an uncultured swine during those boring water cooler conversations laughs are shared tears are cried and sometimes we have really interesting special guests that you might be familiar with download the media files wherever you download podcasts and remember be kind be honest and we'll see you later Next up, let's take a listen to Tearhold, composed by Glenn Stafford. next, we're going to take a listen to Shady Sanctuary, composed by Jake Lefkowitz. next in this block of six, we're going to take a listen to Giants of the Span composed by David Arkenstone. Next up, we'll be taking a listen to Brackenhide, composed by Glenn Stafford. Last up in this block before we close the episode out, let's take a listen to The Forbidden Reach, composed by Glenn Stafford. And that is unfortunately going to bring us to the close of this bonus episode bonus episode number 28 for December 2022 we do want to thank you for staying with us and listening to another episode of BG Mania made possible of course by RPGera.com if you like video game music and more importantly you like us and you want to help us grow this show check the description box for ways you can do just that including a link to join our discord community Click it, join it, and interact with us. Taking us out of this bonus episode, we're going to be taking a listen to The Isles Awaken from World of Warcraft Dragonflight. Once again, this released on November 28th of 2022, and this particular track was composed by Jake Lefkowitz, Glenn Stafford, David Arkenstone, and Jason Hayes. Keep the music playing, and keep it loud.